Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? It is challenge week, my friend, and I am excited. I cannot wait. (laughs) We are kicking it off in just a few days here, the 28th at 11 a.m. And man, gosh, I feel like a broken record. Um, And I'm just going to say it again. Uh, I think it's gotten better. I think it's uh, we refined the process again. I'm excited for everybody that's signed up. If you're not signed up yet, you still have a shot. Um, and I think it's going to be the best one yet. Okay, there, I said it. I ripped the Band-Aid off. I think it's going to be the best <laughs> one yet. Um, and I'm just super excited that it's it's starting here in a few days. So am I. Um, I love broken records, especially when they're my favorite records because <laughs> challenge time is exciting. Um like everything else in my house kind of stops. I was so anti-challenge. Remember when I was anti-challenge? <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I try not to remember, but yes, I, I do. Um, but I mean, they're just, they're so much fun. They're so effective. There's so much energy in them. And I just, I just love what comes out of the other side for, for everybody. You can like, you can see the eyes start to open because everyone starts to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Like no matter how many years of, you know, bad diet, you know, lack of success and bad psychology and wherever you're coming from, you you know, if you fasted before, you never have, like, it doesn't matter. Um, But just, just seeing that you, you understand there's a plan and there's a method to the madness and that you, you can get to that, that, that goal spot that you've been searching for. Like it, it's so cool. Yeah. The realization that it's not fairy dust and unicorns and there's actually like a real thing that we can tangibly (laughs) latch onto. Right. You're like, Oh, that's me. It's like when you told me about fasting back in the day. And then when I, I started reading all the books that you had read and now we've gone through how many episodes and programs and research and, you know, working on algorithms and, you know, customized plans and all this stuff in it. But the juice is really in that. Wow. Like that 10 days of guided one-on-one every single day, we're with you. You have a group, you have power in the Peloton, you've got the community, the accountability, and you just start peeling those layers off the onion but in this time, it's not tears of pain and discomfort. It's tears of joy that we get to see in these people that are like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that I just lost 12 pounds in 10 days. I've never lost this much weight in my entire life. I don't understand mm-hmm. what is happening. And then, of course, setting the expectations of what to expect after that initial you know, 10 days and where you can go and what your options are and you know, helping everyone set their goals for the future. I just cannot believe that in the last year I went from – why would we do a challenge? Let's just make a course or, you know, start talking into a microphone. Well, you know, uh, I was wrong and um, I'm, I'm okay to admit that. Um, so I appreciate you saying, well, no, no, no. I think we should do another one in the fall. Okay. Yeah, no, I think maybe we should probably do one before the holidays. Cause I see this problem, you know, so we're always trying to add in and diversify and, and improve. And now we've realized that uh, 
more people need this because there's such a huge request and demand for it. So we're going to start doing them uh, our minimum, minimum, minimum this year. Um, we're we're going to at least double our output from last year. So I'm excited. A few days here, we're going to get started. That's enough about the challenge. Uh, if you guys want to find it, go to uh, www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. If you're on our email list, you've probably been getting the emails. Don't miss out. Uh, best way we can possibly think of starting 2021 off on the right foot and saying bye bye to 2020 um, and just, you know, really ramping up here. So I am, I'm going to stop talking because I can just feel like I'm, I'm just going to keep going and going and going. Um, so let's talk about today's topic, um, which is going to be some of the fear that is built around doing a challenge like this um, due to the lack of support in um, you know your personal life or your home situation or work or spouse or all of those familial societal things that kind of can be roadblocks for people to really just jump in. Um, and I think we should start with the first two rules of fasting. Yeah, first two rules of fasting. Um, if you're if you're new to the podcast or you haven't heard us say it in a while, don't talk about fasting. Especially if you're for, new to fasting. Okay, just yeah. get it out there. Rule number one. Yeah. Rule number one, don't talk about fasting. Rule number two, don't talk about fasting. Um, now rule number three, slowly, but once you're at a certain point, then you can start strategically talking about fasting. But in the beginning, it's really easy um, when you have outside influences and you have friends and family, like you said, kind of going, are you nuts? What are you doing? Um, because why are you starving yourself? Right. Most people just you haven't. You look great. <laughs> Like, you know, they're, they're frustrated because they don't think that they, they think they're going to feel weird because they want to eat and you're not eating or there's some sort of social aspect that you're not participating in. Something along those lines, they just don't understand it or they think that you're going to hurt or slow down your metabolism like we hear uh, constantly. Um, you know, any, any number of, of fears, really. So a couple that I really want to highlight would be something that we've seen pretty cool through the challenges this year. And we get a lot of messages about this too, <clears throat> is, you know, spouses. So being a spouse, I feel like I can um, speak to this and also having taken care of hundreds of families over the years when I was in practice, full-time clinical mm -hmm. practice, um, spouse dynamic is interesting. And then familial dynamic, meaning, you know, not just your spouse and your, your kids and your immediate family, but your extended family, you know, across different cultures, across different, you know, um, traditions and et cetera. There's a lot of moving parts here. And I remember having a, a consultation with a husband and wife at one point with our, uh, our FDN at, the, at that time, who was uh, heading up all of our metabolic and weight loss programs. And I, you know, gave her some background. She went into the consultation and the wife looked at the husband, the husband looked at the wife and they both know they needed it. Right. And they both admitted it and we took them through the process and they literally couldn't pull the trigger because they said, if we don't eat, cause they live with their, their mom. Right. So her mom actually lives in the house with them. She's like 85 years old. And if they don't eat what mom cooks, it completely ruins mom's day. And she becomes like a monster. Oh, and wow. the wife looked at the husband and was like, no, we, we can't do this because if mom's not on board, like we're going to absolutely just crush her. And she's 80, whatever years old. And the literally mm -hmm. reason why they didn't take their health back into their own hands was because mom 
they didn't want to disrespect mom. So there's some really deep rooted right. ties, you know, in this stuff. And, you know, in that situation, I just said, well, I mean, who's going to take care of mom if you guys get sick? Like, you know, uh-huh. you know, so it was just this, this big disconnect. So when we talk about the spouse piece, um, you know, my wife and I live differently in the world of food and consumption and uh, tracking and what works for each one of us. But we also are a cool dichotomy because um, you can get results a lot of different ways. And I've tried the way she does it multiple different iterations. And so have you, Tommy, and it didn't work for us. And there's mm-hmm. some reasons why. But, you know, on day five, you named it something really cool where we see people jump into the challenge. They start seeing results. And then all of a sudden we hear these whispers on day four or five that <laughs> there's been a change. Right. Yeah, we 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 lovingly termed it the marriage merge, where by day five of the 10 day ramp up, the the spouse tends to have have come on board at that point where somewhere in the background, they've been seeing the videos and they've been hearing what's going on and they've been kind of seeing the change and the other one who's participating in the challenge. And they say, okay, well, uh, I'm going to do whatever you're doing for the next few days. And usually by the end of it, we hear some kind of awesome testimonial. And sometimes it's even bigger than the person who had, you know, who had uh, originally signed up. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's really cool to, to kind of see that and see that shift where somebody goes from just completely, you know, not being on board at all, having never tried it or, or maybe they did in the past, but, but, you know, within a, a period of, of just a week or so, um, you know, having a completely new, you know, change of heart and, and the, the, like you said, the powers in the Peloton, like there's, there's so much power in having your spouse on board. Like that's, that, that's a huge thing. That resistance can be the difference between success and failure and having them on board can be, you know, just, just this synergy that comes about within the household. It's so much easier to follow anything that requires, you know, any sort of like, you know, um, understanding of, of, of a plan and, and sticking to it and, and long-term, um, you know, kind of guidance and adherence. That's so much easier when, when your other half isn't, you know, kind of going in a different direction. Well, yeah, you might have the people at work that think you're crazy or your doctor that might not be in agreement with what you're trying to do because, you know, maybe it's the time for medication or you're on medication and you want to come off it. And they're saying, well, you can't. And you're like, well, I can. This is what I want to do. Right. But having your spouse in your corner is huge. And we'll talk about family and kids in a minute too, adult offspring versus little offspring, right? Because we've had some mm-hmm. clients that have had, you know, the the newlyweds living with them and it creates, you know, uh, an issue when, you know, so much is, is around the food schedule, right? The family connection, having dinner together, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. The mom in the example that I gave you that wants to cook three meals a day for the husband and wife, right? Like that's her only purpose yeah. in life, living with them is to provide like that's her, that's how she finds purpose. So there's so many mm-hmm. different, different levels. And I will say this, that 80, 20, 80% of the time, it's the woman who starts and then the guy follows suit. And I'm speaking mm-hmm. from being a male. And I can say this, we're stubborn. Um, we don't typically tap into our emotions. We don't typically care as much <laughs> when it comes to the aesthetics, right? right? And we're just wired differently, right? So a lot of the times it's <clears throat> the woman who starts and then we hear about this great transformation of the husband coming on board uh, reluctantly at first, but but then a lot of times willingly willing to support. And it reminds me of a situation where we got a Facebook message once from a, a gentleman who had been following us and gotten great results. But he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, guys, can you help me? My wife just doesn't, she doesn't believe in it. She doesn't want to do it. She wants to go back to Weight Watchers. I'm like, we've spent mm-hmm. thousands of dollars in Weight Watchers. 
and it hasn't worked. And he's like, I don't want to spend the money on it anymore. He's like, it's not working. He's like, I can't right. figure out how to get her to come on board. And they apparently were taking a road trip. And I was like, well, just play the podcast in the car. Like you're the driver, right? We have a rule. Whoever drives gets, gets control of the playlist, right? So yeah, that's a rule. Yeah, it's a rule. So that's why I drive all the time. So um, <laughs> luckily my wife and I both like country music. And well, now it's the kids. We have a kid's playlist. And I'm like, what are we listening to? Why are we listening to Elsa again? But They're not driving. Right. Like, how did this happen? No rules. So anyway, he messaged back and he's like, my wife's on board. Um, you know, after like the third or fourth episode, you know, you guys were able to convert her. And I was like, well, it's not us. Um, it's the third party authority, right? Like it's, it's that third party authority you use it in business, personal life, finances, whatever. When you bring that third party in, you know, it allows for there to be some sort of justification and acceptance um, rather it being that, you know, butting head type thing. So it's really, yeah, cool no preconceptions. That, yeah. Yeah. With that marriage merge that we've seen. Um, and I love that term, but it, it, yeah, it's, and I'm sure there's a lot more out there that don't want to tell us that their husband's doing the program too. <laughs> yeah. Um, or their wives are doing the program too. Cause of the whole, you know, registration thing, but, uh, right. But we love either it either way. Yeah, we don't care. Like get yeah. the results, spread get the your word, whole family on board. So great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So really cool stuff. Um, I think I want to transition Tommy into talking to about the little ones, right? So you and I both have little mm-hmm. ones uh, in the 20 month to four year old category. Right. Um, we've, we've had multiple conversations, you know, um, our moderator and our challenges as well um, has four kids, uh, all different ages. Some of our, our uh, monthly coaching um, group coaching continuity clients um, have expressed this concern and it's really how to frame, and I, want, I don't want to forget about talking about the older kids too, but, you know, when they're the grown adults, the grown kids, mm-hmm. um, but the little ones, it's like, there's concern that we don't want to be showing them a poor way of looking at food or eating, or we need to worry about nutritional concerns, et cetera. And the way you framed it the other day was really cool. And then we had some feedback from one of our, um, you know, group coaching people as well. Uh, that I thought was really, really, really cool and hopefully encouraging to you guys that are kind of on the fence about whether or not you should do this or whether or not this can work long-term for you, that there are ways to do this in a healthy manner. And I'm going to push back on, you know, the whole dieting industry as a whole uh, in terms of the philosophy behind it and how that has a negative impact more than what we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, I I think, I think um, you know, kind of getting to the root of it, if, if you think of the typical kind of low and slow dieting and the small calorie deficits and uh, well, let me say this, this, this all came from a point of what your kids see and how they see you interacting with food and, you know, not wanting to, uh, you know, kind of give them negative connotations about food or, or, uh, you know, affect their, their image with, for um, a, a diet or, you know, had the way you eat and the eating patterns and things like that. So if, you know, most people who are doing low and slow dieting and, and, and doing things like that, they're, they might find themselves on a, on some sort of yo-yo, some sort of, you know, kind of roller coaster where they're talking about being on a diet and talking about the frustration points and the struggles with food and things like that on, on a, on a consistent basis. Um, so, so even when we heard these questions, um, I, I think the people who said them, I'm not sure if they if they considered the fact that these children would be seeing and hearing that for 
for a, a long time. And, and so seeing the struggles and, and, and the misunderstandings behind, um, you know, calories and, and, and things like that. And the, the struggles that can go along with it, um, versus the simplicity and the control that you get with fasting. I, th- I think it, you were already on a better track there, but when they were worried about, about something like, let's say skipping a meal, like not having dinner with your family specifically, but you know, I, I just looked at, at my son the other day and, and he said, he said, dad, I eat. And I said, no, no, not right now. And he said, dad, why? And I, I said, oh, well, my question. Oh. Yeah. Dad, why, why, uh, you know, he's, he's what, um, 26 months now. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's constant throughout the day data. Why? Um, but I, I said, because, um, well, actually that one wasn't for dinner. I think that one was for breakfast. Cause what yep. I said was no breakfast is for, is for growing kids. Like dad's already grown. I don't need to grow anymore. I don't need breakfast. Like, yeah, we grow sideways when we have, when we have that, <laughs> yeah. that big breakfast. That, right. That that's not what I want to do. And he said, Oh, okay. You know, and he, he just moved on to his next why question. Like it was, it was totally fine. But I, I thought, I thought just, just his understanding, his kind of natural intuition, you know, for that. And that, that, that flew over well with my, my three and a half year old as well. Um, but we, we get that question a lot. Like, what, what do I tell my kids if I'm not eating a meal? Yeah. And I think it was, you know, <clears throat> someone else who had mentioned it and I, I love the fact, so I want I want to talk about the discipline piece in a second, but I love the fact that, you know, when my daughter will ask me, dad, are you eating tonight? And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Well, why? Well, I ate earlier, so I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So just a simple answer, giving them the, the affirmation that yes, you're still eating. But the problem is, is I made a whole bunch of lifestyle decisions leading up to this point where my body was metabolically unfit. It was not healthy. So mm-hmm. my pushback on this is, your health is your most important asset, especially as a father or a mother or someone that has the responsibility of offspring. Like you, you can't send them back. Like I want to some days, right? Like <laughs> you can't return them. Like you are, you are now their caretaker, right? Like nobody told me about yeah. this when, <laughs> yeah, 24 seven, nobody told me about that piece and how I thought I had no free time before. Um, right. Like nobody told us about that. So it's like, oh yeah, you literally have the responsibility. Um, you know, to, to do your best as a parent. Right. So we don't, my, my thing is like, well, I, I need to be at my best. I need to be healthy. So what works for me? Well, I fast. So framing it in the way of I've already eaten, I'm not hungry, you know, um, it, and typically they just kind of move on and they're okay with it. Right. We don't, I'd rather that conversation than, Oh, daddy's on a diet. He's going to eat like a rabbit for the next six months. And be angry like, about it. And be right. angry about it, right? And then when I and I'm going to see him like, yell at the scale. Yeah, or be afraid of the scale. Like my daughter gets on the scale now, and she's like, three, two, point five, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently, um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's AirDoctorPro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code. Uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. 
the second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. There's just a level of it, like excitement about it, you know, and we're not talking about, you know, situations where there's, you know, uh, health concerns, childhood obesity, genetic, like we're not talking about the outlying situation. We're talking about the majority of the day-to-day interactions with, with our kids mm-hmm. um, and the people that we've, you know, that people have come to us and asked, um, you know, what about this situation? So I like that framework of, yeah, I already ate. I liked your framework of like, well, no breakfast is for growing kids. Like, I love that. That was so cool. And then there was another good one about discipline, um, when, you know, really like working on it from a discipline, like a, like a, um, what's the word, a delayed gratification yeah, like a, almost type of thing, rather than always just right. being able to consume, consume, consume. We're at the park the other day and then Tommy, I'm going to, I'm going to be quiet. I, I promise. I'm just so fired up with this <laughs> challenge. So we're at the park the other day and we bring our dogs. It's a big fence and park. You've been there, the big blue park, right? And these kids come over the hill and they said, Oh, your dog's over the fence. We're like, yeah, we know. And they're like, Oh, by the way, um, you know, there's coyotes out here. It's like middle of the day, right? We're not worried. So they came over and they were just laying on the swings lackadaisically. And I heard one of them say to the other one saying, Hey, let's go back. I'm going to ask my mom if she can take us to the, the, uh, the uh, gas station because I want snacks. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, these kids are literally laying on the swings. They're not being active. They're not playing soccer. They're laying on the swings. Mm-hmm. They're going to walk back home, go ask mom to take them to the the gas station, right. That right. I go to, it's right around the corner in and a I car. Watched, yeah. In a car mm-hmm. in, in like pick up what Cheetos, bluebell ice cream. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. What are we talking about here? Like a little bit of discipline and delayed gratification. I mean, I wish I would have learned what delayed gratification was a long time ago. I'd have a lot more of the money that I made in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like I wouldn't have just bought and spent the cash that was in my pocket so feverishly, right? I, w- I would have right. realized, you know, that on the food on. on the food that you wish you could return as well. Right, right. Yeah, I don't need the wings from when I was powerlifting back in the day. You can have those back, right? So right. I like this idea of discipline and how they were working on that as a family, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and and, and she mentioned um, something like, well, in, in the challenge, we're we're working on seeing how disciplined we can be. And I, I think kids understand that, like from, you know, an intuitive standpoint, um, you know, pushing yourselves to new boundaries and, and things like that is obviously depending on on what age the kids are. But uh, she said that that resonated with them. And yeah, the um, you kids know, were, let's get this clear. The kid, the, the kids were not on a time restricted eating window. No, no, she no. was explaining it to her kids why she wasn't having the, you know, three or four. My, my son is a perfect example. He eats 24 seven, like Mm-hmm. We hide the food, we lock the cabinets, and all of a sudden he's eating again. I'm like, how are you? He's also like massive. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Like, why is this happening? <laughs> so just for clarification, she they were not doing this together as a family. Um, you know, they she was talking about her and how she's getting her health back, explaining it to right. her. Right. Right. Exactly why she was, you know, skipping that meal or why she had set a timer for the next time that she was gonna eat. But right. you know, and and even even for my three and a half year old, um, uh, using a phrase like, well, she, you know, we could, we could go to, um, to Chipotle or something like that. And she says, well, uh, dad, uh, why aren't you eating lunch today? And I said, well, I already had this meal. I already ate this meal. And you know, the, chicken the f- and guac's expensive. That's why. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. And it's, I'm, it, I'm still carrying some, you know, and, and she said, um, okay, you already ate this meal. Okay. When she always asks when, and I said, well, I'm not sure exactly when, probably like a few years ago. And she goes, okay. And then just on to the next subject. Like that makes sense to her. That is literally what happened to me. And, and there's not this whole like, you know, negative, um, you know, image or explanation and and kind of things like that. It it makes sense to her and, and, and she can, she can understand it. I like the one. So I really like the discipline piece. Um, And then I also liked the uh, conversations we've had lately around the older kids. So older kids, maybe they moved out, they've gone away to college, they come back for the weekend, right? Do the do the laundry, mm-hmm. um, home cooked meals, pick up the you know another package of socks because they you know they ran out or they they left them in the laundry. You know all that college age, yeah. you know grown, ch- ch- you know maybe they're newly married and they come back. We hear all these different conversations and it's like okay, well. Um, that is not a reason to not take control of what you can control, which is the most important thing you have in our opinion, which is your health. So right. why not hop on board and learn how to make that non-negotiable, right? We we talk about non-negotiables, your date night, my date night, our family days, um, you know, our, our celebrations for birthdays, et cetera. Those are non-negotiables, right? So we put those mm-hmm. into our schedule and then we learn how to work that schedule to make the life that we want. So the social, the family, the, the, the external, you know, uh, forces are going to work against you when you start a new program like this, especially when you tell people that you're not eating for 18, 24, 26, 28, 36 hours, they're like, huh? So don't do it when your kids come back on the weekend. Like, Set yourself a window, give yourself four hours, they show up, you have a charcuterie board, that's a fancy word for cheese and meat and olives mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Just learned that recently. I was like, oh, that's a cool word, no idea yeah. why you, you just can't call it cheese and meat. But anyway, 
And then you have it, you have a glass of wine, you have dinner, you hang out, like you, you give yourself that ability and that flexibility. So if you're on the fence about, you know, the challenge and whether or not sticking with fasting or doing OMAD or pushing the window and, and going to longer fasts is, is right for you. Um, well, if everything else you've been doing isn't working, the worst thing that happens with this is that it doesn't work, but we're going to prep work our darndest and our hardest to make sure that we give you everything you need to make sure that it is the answer you've been looking for. Like it has been for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really love that example with the, with the older kids, because that, that speaks to a few of the people that, that, um, you know, had some, some good success, but also um, we're, we're kind of struggling to find some of that balance, that, that kind of life balance on the longer term side, like after the challenge was over and, and how to keep that, that momentum going and and understanding how to how to prioritize when when their kind of social familial aspects changed because for a few people that looked like grown kids coming into the house and and being there you know kind of all weekend or maybe all throughout the week throughout the whole the whole winter break i think is is probably what happened um for a lot of people and and just understanding how to prioritize that and make those those special get togethers a non-negotiable but then also setting up some of the the easy to follow boundaries for some of the rest of the time, because just because you have family in, in town for a whole weekend, doesn't mean it has to be, you know, um, binge off the rails kind of weekend, right. You know, like you can, you can really enjoy the time, but, but you don't have to set yourself back. Um, and you don't have to regret any of that time too. And, 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 and that's part of what we go into in the challenge too, how to make it real and sustainable. Yeah, and I just love the the overlap that we've been experiencing with with the challenges in the groups and the and the monthly coaching and just the conversations over the last year. <clears throat> we've really been able to hone in on the sticking points, you know, of why you know weight loss doesn't work, right? And it literally, very rarely, has mm-hmm. to do with, um, you know, the scale. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. There's a lot of other things and a lot of other pieces, and this is one of them. This is the big piece. Um, you know, family, friends, <clears throat> and support. So if you are on the fence, it's time to act now. We get a few days left. It is not too late. You have not missed anything. Hop on. You can go to our website, thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. If you guys have been on the journey with us for a while, um, stick with us. We've got some really, really cool resources and things we're working on. Um, that we're going to be rolling out here in the next few weeks to months. Appreciate all of you that have listened, Tommy. Um, any last thoughts or anything to add before we kind of hop off? And, uh, you know, next next episode we record uh, will be during the challenge. Um, so we promise to bring you new content um, and new conversation, just like we always strive to bring you something that's impactful and actionable. Um, but yeah, that'll be the next episode. So just, just excited, Tommy. Any, any last thoughts before we wrap up for today? I think I think I just want to highlight what you said earlier, which was just that, you know, if if you're looking to regain control and, and take back control of your health, then then don't let the small obstacles stand in your way like that little question mark about how to talk to your kids about it. And if, if you have some point point of, of struggle or discomfort, reach out like that. That's what we're here for. Reach out to us. Um, bring it up during the Q and a session and the challenge. And like that, that's the kind of thing that we do so we can get past it because that's what makes it real. And that's what makes it, um, you know, consistent and being able to actually stick with it and do it. Right. And that's why we're seeing results that, that are, are unusual. Full, full transparency, whatever you decide to do, if you have questions, reach out to us. That's why we started this. Yeah. We love it. We love the conversation. Let us help if we can. 
Uh, we don't have all the answers. If we don't have them, we'll work our our uh, we'll work our little butts off to find them for you, point you in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff we hear from a day to day and week to week is is stuff that we've struggled with and help people through as well. So, um, Tommy, as always, sir, appreciate you, and uh, I will see you on the challenge here in three days. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. 